Uh, welcome to another episode of the Kick and Cover podcast. Uh, this will be episode four uh, with Coach uh, Roger Horton, the uh, associate head football coach at Hughes High School in Cincinnati. Uh, coach, how you doing? I'm well, man. Enjoying my time away from the game. Good to hear, Coach. Good to hear. I'm glad to hear you're well. Um, me and Coach met, oh, God, what is like March or April. We did a little special team. We sat on a special teams thing together. and I mean, we kind of kept communication back and forth since then. Um, and they're doing some good things down there at Hughes, rebuilding that program. And um, so and kind of what we're going to talk today about is a corner kick left. Um, me and uh, Raj actually, I think I sent him, what was it, a diagram of OSU running it? Yeah. Something like that. Was that right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it actually is in there. I want to say it was in their national championship game. Uh, that you sent it to me is uh, something that uh, it's funny because uh, we were talking and talking at the time that it was instituted. uh, It was Coach Kerry Combs, who's from Cincinnati. Uh, Actually, the neighborhood I live in is where the high school that he coached at and was the principal at, um, Coleraine. But yeah, he helped institute it there. uh, And you shared it with me, uh, just a diagram, because it's something that we always wanted to kind of put in and kind of give us an edge and help our defense out a little bit by pinning our opponents deep. Yeah, I mean, because I remember we were all talking like punt and kickoff, kind of scheming up some ideas and looking at stuff. And you were like, said so you were looking at stuff, and I was like, I saved that somewhere. I just couldn't remember where. And then I just went through the eight thousand files that I have hidden somewhere. And so yeah, I mean, it's it's a good little. If you have a kicker that can pop it in a corner, I mean, it's a good little scheme and kind of build off that. So um, let's start with let's start with that. You like I said, it's kick corner left. I mean. For anybody special teams listen to, it's not rocket science. You're pinning somebody in deep left corner. Like, um, now, did you go four by six with it, five by five? How did you guys align? So we go, uh, excuse me, four or excuse me, four by six. So it's four. If we're if we're facing our opponent, it's four on our left, six on our right. Okay. Um, and I know you were talking earlier. Uh, this is a good concept to use if you don't have a strong keeper that can get it into the end zone and create a touchback for you. So ideally, if you can get a guy that can get into about the uh, 15 or the 10, this works out good for you. Good. Now, how? Now, uh, curiosity, how much did you guys space out those guys on uh, Carol? Because I've, I've seen some of those 4 by 6s where that 6 guy doesn't pass the hash. Is that about where you had them, or did you have them a little wider? Yeah, the six guy is running right down the middle of the numbers. He's the he's the last safety, okay. so he's just running right down the middle of the numbers. Okay. That's where he's at. Okay, good. And so what where did you guys average um, kicking it to? Shout curiosity. So, like I was saying, uh, our guy was getting it to about the fifteen okay. to the to the twenty, because like I said, uh, we're we're a school, we're inner city school, uh, where we don't have a soccer program, so most of the Times the kicker that we have or the player we have is just he can he can do it naturally as an athlete. So you know, teaching where it's all about positioning and also too about just make sure he's lining up on the uh, we always line up on the left hash and just have him kick it that way. Um, ideally, we want him to keep it in between the hash and the boundary. Um, and he's pretty much the guy's pretty much can do it um, because you know we don't have a soccer player or a guy that's been trained up as a kicker, so it's a lot of coaching. Oh, I get you, Coach. Like, and that's kind of what we started. We didn't necessarily corner kick it, but we pretty much sideline kicked it last, like, two, three games right. this year. And I had a kicker that could get it pretty much where I wanted most of the time. He wasn't going to kick it out of the end zone. I think he had one touchback all year, and that's mostly off, like, a bounce. Like, it landed on, like, the mm-hmm. six, and 
they didn't field it and it rolled. So, I mean, I'll take that all day long. Um, That's a win. Yeah. Hey, you don't want to field the ball, it rolls the end zone. Thank you. Um, right. But, I mean, I, I, I mean, we pretty much just started kicking to our sideline and I – he kicked a good spots, had some good, good cover guys, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this next. Is, I mean, what were your kind of coaching points for the um, four man side? What did you kind of tell them lane wise and how aggressive to be? What was your coaching points there? Well, our biggest thing was avoiding their front line uh, because we wanted to make sure we timed it up to the when the guy was catching it or receiving it that we were avoiding that first line. And, and take it in, take it on that second that second wave of defenders, defeating him and getting to the ball. Uh, we we teach uh, kickoff uh, team as a want to, um, and I think that's all special teams. You got to come from that particular mindset, and it's playing for your brothers and it's making wanting to make the play. You know, sometimes guys at high school football they get caught up in want to put um, you know light the scoreboard up or get their name in the newspaper. But we need dudes that can do the little things. And little things like that, feel, creating field position for us on defense, uh, it's critical. So it, it's it's creating that mindset and understanding that your job is just as important to the guys that score the touchdowns or even keep the points off the board. Okay. And then what, what about your um, back back six and their coaching points? Obviously, it's a little different. It's I mean, you're going to the ball where at – well, let me rephrase that. You're going – you're attacking – the front sides, yeah. the front sides attacking. The four are attacking. Yeah. The back side, the six, they're more about laying, inte- laying integrity and not letting anybody get get across their face. And we talk about getting across their face is by getting to the obviously if they can get to their left side, which would be our right side. So not getting beat across your face and keeping everything from the far hash in. We don't want anything outside of that far hash. Yeah. And then did, did, was your kicker your only safety on that, or did you have another guy fold over? So uh, the kicker was number five. So we had a safety of five, which was the kicker. And then uh, number 11, or what well, we called him number 10. Number, uh, let me get that Let me get it right. Number five was a person six. We just had K. So six was the kicker. And then number 10 was the last guy that runs down the middle of the, okay. the numbers, and he was the safety. So we, we've had dual safety. Let's start. Let's start with pro. What were the biggest like pros you guys had with it this year, overall, and um, kind of teaching it and kind of what you saw on the field. Obviously, you forced people in a corner, um, but what were the kind of the biggest pros to implementing the system for your school? Well, here's the thing. It it didn't take a lot of additional um, coaching time or playing time. Um, I guess we were blessed in a situation where. Uh, down in Cincinnati, particularly Cincinnati Public Schools, uh, we didn't get a chance to begin play week one. So emphasizing, you know, the little things like special teams, we got a little bit more practice time and rolling it out. And the first thing I had to, to do was, you know, yeah, it, sound, it sounded good coming from me. But being able to show some of those guys some of the cut-ups uh, using YouTube of Ohio State, their kickoff, and, you know, Ohio State's a, a big program, a big brand. So if they see guys that are above them that are doing it and winning and being successful, it's an easier sell and a coach to implement it. Um, uh, one of the good things too is uh, you know some of the kids, uh, though they're diehard Ohio State fans, and if those guys are you know running down when we call it with their hair on fire, you know trying to make plays, then they want to emulate what they see their peers doing, um, and people that they see that are successful, they want to do that too. Oh yeah, definitely. And then what were kind? Of, did you guys have any cons? Did you kind of 
dealt with it as the season went on. Anything, would anybody try to attack it a certain way? Um, do you see any weaknesses with it that kind of caused you some problems? Um, I, I honestly didn't see it, but, you know, no disrespect to anybody in my league, but I don't think a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the third, I call it the third phase, obviously we all do, but uh, special teams planning, but it's critical. Um, if you want to have a well-rounded team, if you want to try to create uh, opportunities for success in, in all phases of the game and give your kids the best opportunity to be successful, then you got to plan for special teams. Now, you know, we looked to see if there was a dynamic returner or something like that, obviously try to keep away from him, but I don't think a lot of people in our league devote film time to kickoff and kickoff return. So if you're not going to do it, I'm definitely going to do it and create an advantage for my team. Yeah. Now, if they did have, if they would have had that dynamic turn, you got you guys going to squib it a little bit more? Or how yeah, would I think we would have squibbed it more to a traditional five-on-five five, uh, and, and try to go from the outside in, make, making sure that way. But, you know, the corner worked for us, you know. Uh, not too many people ran returns or um, not too many people – ran uh, deep returns on us, or no, nobody ran any gimmicks. Yeah. Um, it, one of the things with having that backside six, uh, it protects against, you know, the return, or excuse me, the, re- the reverses, protects against the throwback across the across to the other side because the other side is so heavy. Yeah. But you got to have some dogs on the front side. You got to have some guys that want to run down and make tackles. Those first four got to be secure tackle people. What I'm not talking about kill shots, but wrapping guys up and getting them to the ground. Now, speaking of dogs to the, the that side of the field, let's talk about personnel real quick because I think I think that's something that's kind of overlooked or not necessarily talked about as much as it should be. Uh, let's start with that front forward. Obviously, they need to be solid tacklers, uh, very right. efficient at what they do. But what what other traits were you looking for? Maybe position groups. What were what were you looking for those front four guys in terms of personnel? Well, I'll tell you this: it all building the the whole squad out. It starts with number one. Number one has to be a fast tackler. Uh, and I was lucky, you know, he was a sophomore kid, uh, ended up making um, all district first team, played some safety for me too, wasn't afraid to play, you know, special teams because he was a dude. And you know, some dudes don't like to play special teams because dudes play offense or defense. They don't play special teams. But, you know, that commitment and that will to, win in all phases, it really helped out. But the fact that he was a, a solid dude, he's a track dude. You know, most track dudes, we just think they run fast past you. They're not really physical. But uh, Corinthian really could fly down there and and, 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 and uh, go make people go night-night. <laughs> Good night-night. All right, so uh, again, one has to be a fast tackler. What about two, three, and four, Coach? Two, three, and four, um, you know, they have to, They don't have to be blazers like Corinthian. I mean, Corinthian just has, you know, God's gift, being a track guy. But they have to be fairly fairly fast athletes. Um, those guys are, are between, like, we run a four-two-five. So those are our bandit spur type guys, those guys that are in between linebackers, in between safeties, not necessarily corner cover dudes. But those that, that's what makes up uh, two, three, and four. Those are the type of kids that, uh, you need to make that scheme work. Uh, I get you there, Coach. And then kind of going back to your fast tackler, we had a kid this year, like, again, like I said, we started sideline kicking um, towards the end. And, and I, we had our one of our sophomores. Is he a sophomore? I can't remember if he's a sophomore or junior. I want to say he's a sophomore. Um, he kind of just figured it out. Like, again, yeah. against, yeah. against Greenville, he had 
I think, four or five tackles on kickoff. He just figured it out. Like, busting his butt down there. Nobody blocked him. I think he had another one or two when we played Beaver Creek. Um, so he, he kind of just – he figured it out. Like, oh, the ball's right there. Void here. Make the ta- like, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you there. This fast kind of tackles that can kind of just pick it up. And then as we progress across the field, what about – let's just start with, like, five, six, seven. Because, obviously, it, it spans after you go yeah. out there. Five, six, and seven, those are the line, the linebacker dudes. Um, and just I'll, – I'll get back to that. But I wanted to say, too, is – on that first kick, it's filling out what the kickoff return is going to do. Are they going to double-team you? Are they looking to just single block? It's it's filling that out. Is this guy going to be loafing? Is he going to get back into his block and, and try to fire out of where if he just blatantly just run past me? Um, and, and that's what it's about, filling it out on that first kick and then using that intel and that data as the game goes on. Now, obviously, we want to kick to them more than they kick to us. <laughs> so that's that's the objective. But getting back to numbers, uh, you were talking about numbers six through ten, or five, uh, which numbers? Yeah. Well, you start start with five, six, seven, but you can kind of group that. Five, how you six, want. and seven are linebackers. Okay. Um, you know they're not the fastest dudes, but like I said, they can tackle. Um, they're they're not afraid afraid of physicality when they're faced with it. Obviously, with that first and second line getting to you. Um, and they can get off blocks. You know, one of the things about being successful about being on a kickoff team is being able to get off blocks and not staying blocked. You know, that we we'll always talk about the want to. You know, those are the dudes that I want to roll with. And believe it or not, you know, sometimes, you know, we had to make adjustments uh, as we went week to week because those guys didn't uphold their end with, of the deal where, you know, we got one and four, one through four screaming down there. You know, you got 10. Uh, nine and eight holding their their own on the back end, and you got the middle because they can be vulnerable if they get it if they get a cutback, and you don't, and you're getting blocked. Yeah, exactly, coach. And and then I, I think eight. What about eight and nine? Ten's a whole different concept with him being your safety. Yeah, um, eight eight and nine are once again they're back to those are the, the corner kids, you know. They can see things. They kind of see it develop as they go down the field. If the flow's coming their way, they can avoid blocks and still get to the ball. I, everybody's key is, is the, the returner's outside shoulder. So making sure the returner's outside shoulder is staying north and south and not being able to go running towards you. We want him going north and south. That way he's running right into one, one through four. If he's able to turn his shoulders, that creates opportunities for cutbacks that creates uh, looks for reverses and things of that nature. We want to keep that returner's shoulders parallel, meaning that he's going upfield and not trying to find, you know, different type of escape holes uh, by cutting back ac- across the grain. So right. that's their key. Um, and making sure that if, if, if the ball carries in the area, then they're able to secure the tackle. Not necessarily, I'm a big hawk tackling fan. I talk, eat, drink, sleep, hawk tackling. That's all we talk about. And I think that's what allows kids to want to play um, kickoff team and, and uh, for me because I'm not looking for a knockout artist. I just want you to try to get the guy to the ground in the safest manner. Okay. And then, and then number 10, your safety, what are you kind of looking for on that kid? Uh, he needs to be fast also. Um, and like I said, getting everything to his help, being that strong, and he sets that edge, not letting anybody get outside of him. And once again, he can't get blocked either. You know, he's always the last person, per se, to the ball, but he's finishing, make sure if he needs to, finished up. He finishes up. But um, his principle is he should never 
cross the center of the field unless, you know, the front side of the, the kickoff team uh, is in danger. But he's just there to kind of set that edge, so to speak. Yeah. No, that's good, Coach. Um, kind of in terms of lane integrity, and we, we hit on that a little bit, but at what point do you tell your kids to start bending to the ball what, especially that five, six, seven, eight no. side. Like, what, what is the yeah. coaching point there for? Okay, we have our lane, and now the ball's in the corner. What point point do we start curving to? We don't overdo it, but at the same time, we don't underdo it, and we're in a good position. Right. So, adult turn. We'll say on the uh, ascend as the ball is going up, they're staying in their lane and and, and and getting down the field. And then on the descent, I tell the ball, the kids, when the ball's coming down, you see the returner getting ready to uh, catch the ball. That's when you want to begin to bend it uh, to take all uh, running uh, options away from them and to keep the north-south. Okay. Now, so uh, as the ball's coming down. Uh, that's, that's a good coaching point there, Coach. Um, yeah. And then kind of going from there, we, we, you talked a little bit briefly at the beginning about install. And I want to kind of swing back yeah. to that real quick because um, you talked about showing them film Okay, and obviously the simplicity of this, and that's part of the appeal towards it. But from an install perspective, did you go over it? I mean, obviously we have massive coverage restrictions this year, and I mean, you guys dealt with it probably more than anybody with how late you guys started, you in Columbus City. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you start in the classroom? Did you do it through a Zoom meet? Um, and then did you walk through it on the field? Did you go straight into it? How was your install process for installing this? So... I work with a great head coach. Um, Chris Mobley is a, is a guy that um, is, is, is really easy to work with. And if he sees something that's going to be successful, it gives you the opportunity to teach it and rep it. Um, and so making sure that I had time uh, in a practice plan, our offensive coordinator was online with it, our defense coordinator was on, on with it. And here's the thing. I love the fact that, you know, okay, well, special teams, guys, it wasn't just me. You would, and those guys would just kind of walk to the corner. They didn't do that. You would see them coaching up their positions and also helping with making sure that people were properly lined up, make sure that people were taking their proper steps. It's it's a, it's a total team effort. Like, even though I'm the coordinator, I couldn't do it without them because obviously, you know, teaching so many kids, you know, most of the times when you got a receiver group, you got maybe five or six kids or you got a running back group, you got maybe four or five kids. But when you're dealing with, you know, kickoff, kickoff, return, and punt. You're dealing with, you know, 11, sometimes 13 kids on a, at a time. So having those extra hands and them understanding uh, the teaching points and what we were trying to accomplish really helped out. So I can't take the credit at all. At all, it, it, It's really a, a whole staff effort and understanding how important this is to the game, too, if we're really trying to win uh, in all aspects of the game. Okay. Now, last real question I have for you regarding – the kickoff aspect is um, how 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 do you practice it now? Now when I say that is everybody's a little different. I've been in some schools where they just they literally line up in their four by six and just go practice it. Some will do kickoff drills to kind of prep their kids first and then go into it. What is that process like for you from July through the season? So when we initially do it, see I'm I'm blessed. Um, on our staff, we have a gamut of ages. So we got some new age coaches and then we got some old school coaches. So one of our offense coordinator, who's Barry Petty John, was able to pull out some of the stuff that they were doing in the early 90s and uh, early 2000s that kind of showed me. Um, one of the things is we call it shoot the chickens, 
where we teach the kids to avoid that first wave and then gather up and make the tackle. So using those particular drills. So that's how we do it. And here's the thing. We were doing that as a way of conditioning because, you know, they were doing, you know, some uh, 35 to 40 yard sprints. So using that as conditioning. So that's what we were doing. Uh, I would probably say since we didn't start off in, um, in playing in August, we were doing that in August. Then we, once we began to get our schedule finalized, then we started doing the walkthrough stuff. Um, we never did any quote unquote live where the kids came down 11 on 11 or anything like that. Um, our numbers just don't allow us to do this, do it. Unfortunately, we only have, um, 26 kids on our roster, even though we had a roster of 40 as the season dwindled down, we only had like 26. So we never did live, uh, kickoff return and kickoff. So we started that way, uh, in August. And then as it, as they learned it that way, you know, uh, we were able to utilize the field markings and things of that nature and landmarks on the field, to understand their positioning and where they wanted, uh, where they needed to be in order to make critical plays. So we did it that way. And then obviously we, we progressed to where the kids were just kicked off and we just had two returners and then they were, uh, excuse me, they were making the tackle. We were we tagged off. We never tackled. We yeah. tagged off. Um, but one thing that we did do, um, we were blessed uh, to receive an MVP sprint. So we got an MVP, MVP sprint uh, tackle dummy. So before we were actually putting return guys back there and they were catching it, uh, I would have the team kick off and then the return dummy would come up and then they would come in uh, and simulate tackling the return guy using the MVP uh, tackle dummy. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty awesome, Coach. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you get some stuff like that that you can kind of get to use. Yeah, toys with. and gizmos. Yeah. Uh, heck, you got to take advantage of that anytime. No, that, that's good, yeah. Coach. Um, now, how much – I mean, and some people emphasize this and some people don't. I, I thought about this while you were talking and listened to you. When you're – how much did you talk, avoid, or, or did you, again, everybody's a little different on how they teach stuff, did you teach avoid kick side, avoid away side, um, when you were teaching them to avoid, or did you just kind of te- teach them to avoid butt side? Well, yeah, here's the thing, it, it, it's, it's, it's avoid across the board, so it's kick side, it's kick side and back side, you, you want to be one of the, the first people down there now, the back side is not as important, but we don't want them to change the mentality uh, in, in particular, if they is say for one week, and it, it never had to happen. Say you move from position number five to position number three. We don't want your mindset to change. So that's why we didn't necessarily change the, the or vary the way that we did it because we want you to have the same mindset because we don't want to create opportunities where it's easy for kids to loaf. I feel like they can take the playoff. But somebody else is going to take care of it. Okay. So we never changed our mindset and, or our teaching uh, point. Okay. No, that's good, Coach. Um, is there anything I missed? Uh, anything you wanted to hit on for your kick corner? No. Um, like I said, I I I I like it. Um, and here's the thing: it, it's all about the personnel. If we get a, a kicker that can keep the feet, then obviously it's something we can go away from. Yeah. But here's the thing: the kids that are coming back, because we don't have a lot of uh, seniors graduate, we only have six. So the, it's something that the kids already know and already had success with. So since that that's the that's the way it's gonna be, as long as um, our opponents, you know, it matches up and something that we can be successful uh, using against our opponents is something that we'll keep. If not, then obviously we'll evolve as we as football teams are supposed to and make adjustments. But uh, it's something that's probably gonna be here to stay in the Hughes program 
for a long time. Now, I, I, I do have one more question before we wrap up. I keep I always, oh. I always just think of more things is, I mean, you, you did the Duke hit corner left this year. Are you? Is there any motivation or idea to expand it to be able to kick corner left and kick corner right, um, or is it kind of just keep it left, get really keep continuing to get really good at it? Well, it's, it's keep it left until we get good on it. But like I said, it, it really just depends on how the d- dynamic that return guy is. If we get if they got two stud guys that are back there and then they got a short guy, then obviously it's something that we may need to look at. But uh, ideally, if we can keep it away, it's it's keep away. If we can keep it away from one guy, then we'll do that, and, and we can continue to secure tackles uh, and create uh, net starting spots of around the 25, 26-yard lines and not get any kicks returned on us, then we're going to stick with it. Uh, the previous year, we got a couple kicks returned on us. Um, this year, we didn't get any kicks returned on us, and we didn't get anybody that started on the plus side of the 50. So... We're, we're happy with it. That's awesome, Coach. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about what you guys are doing at Hughes. Um, like I said, you guys are doing a fantastic job down there and building that program. Um, and like I said, I, I wish you guys nothing but success this offseason and next year. I hope you guys stay healthy. Um, and again, Coach's uh, contact information will be in the bio if anybody wants to get a hold of them. Um, again, Coach uh, – Raj is fantastic. He gets back with you fairly quickly. Like I said, me and him have talked on and off since I think it was April. I could be wrong. It could be May. I don't know. It's, this, mm-hmm. this year's a blur. We talked about that a little bit before we started. It's just this year needs to just flip. Um, now, I say that, and this could just become a really bad day to clip because that's the other thing I told him. I was, I was like, I was watching somebody. <laughs> oh, God, I forget who it was. I was watching somebody talk on their like podcast or whatever from last year, and they're just like, well, I just want 2019 to end and 2020 to start. And I was, and I told Raj, like that that clip has aged very badly. That is just, that is, it's like 2019 probably wasn't that bad. Looking back on it, if you're looking at that clip, so right. coach again, thank you. Um, and this was another episode of the Kicking Court Podcast. Uh, we will see you next time. So go big red. <laughs>